Greetings once again, and welcome to another edition of Faith to Live By. I'm your host, Pam Christian, and I want you to know I really look forward to connecting with you each and every week. I love prayerfully developing the message that the Lord wants me to bring to help you in everyday life. With this program, I want to help you gain spiritual victory over life's difficult issues. I'm a charismatic apologist, which some people might think is an oxymoron, but scriptures clearly state God's people are to worship Him in spirit and in truth. So I understand that to mean we are to function with a balance between spiritual realities and rational thought. Last week, with part three of Advancing God's Kingdom, we explored the vital importance of God's people intentionally partnering with Him if we want to see His will done on earth as it is in heaven. This week, I want to continue more specifically with what we must do to be in partnership with God. James 1.22 in the NLT states, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. As brought out last week, we, the church, God's people in America, have failed to effectively be doers of God's word. There is no other way to explain the unrestrained increase of evil in our lifetime. No longer are evil and wickedness confined to dark places and in hiding. No, today, evil of all sorts is rampantly visible and done in plain sight. It is the church at large, by the power of the Holy Spirit, who is called to be the restraining influence on evil and wickedness in our midst. However, the Holy Spirit never forces himself upon God's people. God's people must be willing participants in God's plan to see his righteous will manifest. This year of 2020 has been a year of God exposing corruption in unprecedented proportions. The fact that evil has been increasing in every area of society on all the seven mountains of our culture is evidence against the church for the failure of doing God's will. The mandate upon God's people is to subdue and occupy until Christ returns. But in the recent decades, the church has turned a blind eye and a deaf ear to the increase of evil. It's no wonder society considers the church non-essential. It's no wonder the godless government has been successful in limiting and nearly preventing the church from operating inconsistent with permissions allowed for other organizations during the pandemic of COVID-19. People are asking, where is God in all this? While I hear God asking, where are my people? As kingdom warriors, we have been AWOL. And in the absence of the restraining order we could otherwise promote, we have permitted the increase of evil and the adverse impact on the lives of countless numbers of people. I wholeheartedly believe God has drawn a line in the sand and is demanding a radical reset in the world. As I shared last week, the word from the Lord that came to me began, Break the curse, arise and shine, for this is the day, this is the time. I am calling you out and I'm calling you forth. This is the day of the Esther and Mordecai anointing. Let us consider what that anointing is again. Esther and Mordecai were strategically positioned by God. Esther and Mordecai were physically and spiritually prepared in advance. In response to Mordecai's wisdom, Esther appealed to the people of the nation to soberly fast and pray. Mordecai realized Esther was positioned by God to appeal to the governing authority, the king. Unless Esther acted, 
according to Mordecai's wisdom, their lives and the lives of all of God's people would surely be lost. Esther was willing to risk her life by seeking the king's audience without being summoned, but she did so realizing she had a unique opportunity to bring God glory. I believe God wants to pour out the Esther and Mordecai anointing on every individual devoted to Jesus to expose the evil seeking to destroy God's people. God is looking for people who will partner with him in this day to accomplish his will all for his glory. Will this be you? When God gives prophetic word, it is so we can be forearmed and prepared. Preparation includes humbling ourselves, seeking God, and praising Him for His help, according to 2 Chronicles 7, 13, and 14. We must never be smug over a prophetic word. Having God's forewarning does not guarantee our protection. Actively partnering with God does. God does not want any of us to be ignorant. However, unless we actively pursue knowledge, according to Hosea 4.6, God's people perish. The verse more fully reads, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. That is one stern prophetic warning to us all. Christians in America have come to the very point of God rejecting us and also our children. But praise God, there has been a remnant seeking God's mercy, crying out in intercession, according to Second Chronicles 7.14, and we amazingly find ourselves at the point of yet another chance to repent, to turn to God, and to see Him heal our land. Every year leading up to a presidential election brings contentions. However, the presidential election of 2016 was the most corrupt and contentious we'd ever seen in our lifetimes. Now, nearly four years later, the corruption and the contentiousness are even greater. What we are experiencing is not a political battle. It is a battle of the government of the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God. The tactics people who are cooperating with evil have used are consistent with power to control using lies to divide us. Jesus came to set the captives free from control. Jesus came to promote unity. What has occurred, especially this year of 2020, is not of God. However, God has used the deeds of the enemy to awaken his people so we can gain and operate in the knowledge we lack. Evil has been increasing for decades, undetected by the church at large. Consider what has become known as Antifa. Most of us would agree Antifa, which stands for anti-fascist, is a group of terrorists. According to the Anti-Defamation League, and this is very important for you to hear and understand, I'm quoting, The ideology of Antifa is rooted in the assumption that the Nazi party would never have been able to come to power in Germany if... People had more aggressively fought them in the streets in the 1920s and 30s. Most Antifa come from the anarchist movement are from the far left, though since the 2016 presidential election, some people with more mainstream political backgrounds have also joined their ranks. End quote. You can look up this quote from the Anti-Defamation League for yourself. I'll have a link to the article in the show notes. What do you really know about the Black Lives Matter group? BLM is a group that many people support because of the controlled narrative that surrounded it coming to prominence this year. 
Controlled narrative is the same tactic the Nazis used on the people of Germany to keep them unenlightened about what was really going on. Controlled narrative is another term for propaganda. In the wake of the grievously unfortunate death of George Floyd, those who seek to divide and conquer for their own power and control raise the cry of systemic racism as a major problem in America. Black Lives Matter was quickly ushered in as a movement to awaken people about the depths of racism in America to supposedly help African Americans in our country. Many non-black Americans, out of the goodness of their hearts, sided with what they were told BLM stood for, which is not wanting inequality. However, it soon became apparent BLM was not about righting inequality, but gaining power and control over people who do not share their views. What are their views? Well, we need only go to their website to learn of their stated purpose, which I did in preparation for today. However, since then, enough people have been investigating the real premise and purpose of BLM that BLM have actually removed their original page. Just the same, there are enough other reports about BLM based on their own stated purpose that I'm still able to provide you with links to look up in the show notes. You need to see this information for yourself. I ask you to learn how vigilantism is promoted. Abolishment of the police is their aim, and nuclear family is disavowed. I honestly don't think any of my African-American brothers or sisters want to promote vigilantism, elimination of the police, and abolishment of the traditional family. The Bible is clear about the importance of law and order and traditional family to maintain social and cultural integrity. Just look at the serious crime and violence in cities in America where the breakdown of the family has been allowed. We will each one stand before God and give an account for our choices and our actions. We've been blessed to live in America where we have religious freedom among many other precious freedoms. If we don't repent and get into God's kingdom plan to promote His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, we will reap what we sow and more. We will be responsible for bringing harm on others through our own non-involvement. The privileges we have in America as citizens are unparalleled anywhere else in the world. Our right to vote, to elect people who will represent our values, is precious and is in serious peril at this time. We must not squander our opportunities before God. Our system of government was established with God's revealed wisdom from the Bible to be a government for and by the people. It is our vote that elects representatives who are to govern representing the will of the people. As I stated last week, I believe I'm entirely right when I say for a Christian not to vote is a sin. We are to be good stewards over all the blessings God has given us, and if anyone doesn't think the privilege and right to vote is a blessing, just ask anyone who has lived in a socialist, communist, or Marxist society. God has been revealing corruption wherever it exists this year so we can recognize it and we can deal with it. Again, too many people are asking, where is God in all this? And God is asking, where are my people? We must understand God looks for a people who will partner with him in faith to accomplish his will on earth. Yes, God can supernaturally zap anything into existence anytime he desires, but most of the time he chooses to work through his people. Consider the heroes of the Old Testament who accomplished great feats on behalf of God for his people. 
Consider the fearless deeds of the New Testament Christians, many of whom were martyred for their faith. Do you see that kind of fierce tenacity and demonstration of faith from many Christians in America? There is a great deal of seemingly conflicting prophecy floating around. Many are promoting fear with doom and gloom predictions, causing professing Christians to tremble and hide. I do believe the world has been under a form of God's judgment, but not a judgment of doom and gloom for God's people. It's a judgment of correction that's being administered upon God's people, but woe to the people who are not of God, who are perpetuating evil of all sorts. Earlier this year, before all the violence broke out and the tanking of the economy started, I didn't believe God's people would suffer the same as the unrighteous. I was convinced about what God had revealed to me about 2020. I continue to this day to have a godly optimism for what we are still to encounter. It's highly possible things will get darker and more violence will occur. But we who belong to Christ should not shudder in our homes. But we who belong to Christ should not shudder in our homes in fear. No, we need to praise God for his miraculous provision of protection, which he has fully provided through Christ, while we take up the full armor of God and become the kingdom warriors we are meant to be. To not get in the battle at this crucial time is tantamount to treason against Christ, in my considered opinion. I'd bet most of us have heard the adage, God helps those who help themselves. While it's not a verse from the Bible, it's an excellent summary of the truth, God blesses those who are obedient. If you want to be protected from all that's occurring and what is yet to come, get engaged in God's kingdom plan. Step into the Esther anointing. The very fact we are alive today in what is no doubt one of the most contentious election years in the history of our country means like Esther and Mordecai, we were born for such a time as this. The real battle is Satan versus God, and with our American privilege of voting, it means we have been strategically positioned by God. We have been physically and spiritually prepared in advance. We are called to humble ourselves and pray and fast, knowing the lives and influence of God's people in our nation could be snuffed out. We are to appeal to our governing authorities through voting and engagement. We are to reveal the evil plots against God and his people that the king of kings will intervene. Our risk is not our life, but the lives of many souls who need the saving knowledge of Jesus. I believe God wants to pour out the Esther anointing on every woman devoted to Jesus to expose the evil seeking to destroy God's people. God is looking for people who will partner with him in this day to accomplish his will, all for his glory. Again, I ask, will this be you? Just as God did for Esther, it is his will to elevate us, to protect us, to prosper us, but it requires our obedience, our unwavering obedience. Mario Murillo is an on-fire evangelist I've been following for quite some time. He's one of the few who has spoken up, who is calling Christians to find their backbone and to be much better at discerning the times we're living. Mario wrote, quote, Let's begin with the most important thing to understand about the impending judgment coming in November. It is because of God's fierce and firm decision to spare America, and because he has decided to save our nation, that we are experiencing all we are today. It is a fearful truth, however. Shockwaves are required to correct our course. Violent upheavals are part of God's rescue mission. Who are the targets of God's judgment? 
false pastors, politicians, celebrities, and cultural influencers. Why are they to be targeted? Because they are the ones responsible for calling down the destruction of our nation. They have shaken their fists at God and boasted that they are going to build an America that hates our Judeo-Christian roots. Jehovah, who has seemingly winked at their debauchery in the past, has now fixed a deadline for the end of their activities. End quote. Because of what God revealed to me in September 2019 about our current year, 2020, I have fully expected the continued evidence of God's judgment to be as miraculous as the plagues God brought upon the Egyptians before redeeming his people from the oppressive slavery and escorting them through the Red Sea. I firmly believe those of us who are faithfully obedient and not fearful will see the plagues and hardships pass over us and we will come through this season much better off than many people around us. So imagine how elated I was to read a new post from Mario Murillo, which stated, quote, Judgment will fall on parts of America this November and pass over others, end quote. I'll have a link to that entire article for you in the show notes. While the Hamans of our day plot destruction and coordinate their evil plans with others who are like-minded, the Mordecais and Esthers must fulfill what we have been called to do in such a time as this. God has revealed he intends us to operate in the Esther-Mordecai anointing. Again, I ask, will this be you? An accurate gauge of any society is to examine what they release and what they restrain. As the church, we are to be the restraining influence against evil. But clearly, in the past recent decades, we have failed. The level of evil and destruction against God and his people is like nothing we've seen before. In recent weeks, California passed Senate Bill 145 that gives, quote, judges a say on whether to list someone as a sex offender for having oral or anal sex with a minor, end quote. Another effort in California allows people who are incarcerated for crimes they've committed to be imprisoned in facilities based on the gender they identify with and for our tax dollars to be used to help these inmates get sex change treatment. Virginia passed a law that would fine Christian schools $100,000 every time they opposed LBGT teachings or refused to pay for sex change operations through taxes. These are just three examples of the evil the Hamans of our day are plotting. They are further endangering our children, stripping us of our First Amendment rights regarding religion and freedom of speech, and not just us, but future generations. The Hamans of our day want very much to silence the church and to disavow every good and moral value we stand for. Hasn't God called forth his people on many occasions and instructed them to fight against the enemy who seeks to destroy righteousness? Today is no different. God gives his people over to their own desires. We reap what we sow. But gratefully, God is an exceedingly merciful God who will grant us restoration and victory if we humble ourselves and take up our weapons of warfare and partner with him to overcome evil. We are not victims. Jesus has won the war, and we make a mockery of the cross if we fail to be engaged in the battle. And God has revealed he wants to bless and protect us with the Esther Mordecai anointing. God is calling us to break the curse, to arise and shine, for this is the day. The time is now. Understand, Jesus is not going to return and bail us out of a mess we've created. 
There are dangerous lies in the Christian camp about the end times that have caused many Christians to resign to the increase of evil. Yes, the Bible does speak of the increase of evil of every kind in the end days, but so does it speak of the church making herself ready, becoming Christ's brilliant bride without spot or blemish. Then Christ returns. This mindset of exitology is precisely what motivated me to write my two most recent books and inspires the topics of my weekly podcast. In these evil days, here is how we must respond. Number one, don't be deceived. The most important gift in this hour is discernment. Satan is bombarding the church with conflicting opinions that range from apathy to outright terror. Neither extreme is the truth. This downpour of opinions is designed by hell to destroy God's people. Number two, prepare, but do not panic. God knew this was coming. He is not surprised and he is never fooled. The child of God must remember that our greatest safety is in being right with God. Those who would make you panic have not been sent from the Lord. Number three, remain close to God and heed his voice. The righteous will be spared this November by a special intimacy with the Lord, a special clarity of his voice that will lead to special instructions and a special refuge from the coming judgment. And again, when God gives prophetic warning, it is so we can be forearmed and prepared. Preparation includes humbling ourselves, seeking God, and praising him for his help according to 2 Chronicles 7, 13 and 14. We must never become smug. Having God's forewarning does not guarantee our protection. Actively partnering with him does. I believe there are seven actions we need to engage in response to today's message. First, don't ever doubt the revealed character and will of God or what he has already done. Second, give primary attention to what God is doing and not what Satan is doing. Third, get actively engaged and be the kingdom warrior you were called to be. Fourth, guard your heart and mind with the truth of God's word so you can discern truth from error. Fifth, practically prepare for the worst while spiritually praising God for the best. Sixth, be obedient to what God has asked of you, which includes being informed on the issues to vote your conscience before God. And number seven, don't forsake the assembling of the brethren. The church is the most essential foundation of all. God has given us great and powerful freedom in Christ, and we in America have been uniquely blessed with freedoms the majority of the world does not have. I hope you know the whole world is interested in our upcoming election. The outcome of the election in America will impact the entire world. This election and all that is taking place on earth right now is a battle of good versus evil. I pray each and every one of us will prayerfully seek God and then cast our ballot consistent with his will. In the past, I believe we've often had to cast our vote, attempting to choose the candidate who represented the lesser of two evils. This election is quite different. Understand, we are not electing someone we will spend time with. You don't have to like the person in office, but we are called to honor the office of those who are in leadership, knowing they are in place according to God's sovereignty. Romans chapter 13 verse 1 states, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. When God permits tyrants to rule over us, it's because we've turned away from God and we get what we deserve. 
when God permits the righteous to rule, it's because he's protecting his people who are remaining true to him. Remember, just because God is sovereign over all doesn't make him responsible for all. He has given us a free will, a choice of our own, and we have been like the Israelites of the Old Testament and have failed in our influence for righteous standards and the restraining of evil. But God is gracious, merciful, and faithful. He says to us this day, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of your days, that you may dwell in the land the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. While we don't dwell in the land God swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we do live in a land that's been blessed by God and consecrated to God since its founding. So I believe we have the same choice from God as the Israelites. I believe God wants to pour out the Esther anointing on every woman devoted to Jesus. I believe God wants to pour out the Mordecai anointing on every man who is devoted to Jesus. God wants his men and his women to partner with him to expose and deal with the evil seeking to destroy God's people. God is looking for people who will partner with him in this day to accomplish his kingdom will for the benefit of many and all for his glory. Will this be you? Next week, I want to continue exploring the importance of partnering with God with emphasis on unity and how we can attain unity, even respecting our differences. At this time, I want to thank my sponsors, Virtual Shield, that provides you with internet privacy, allowing you to browse the internet without being visible to the marketing traps that will populate and interrupt your future browsing experiences. If you use the link I provide in the show notes, you'll be able to take advantage of a special trial period and subscription pricing. Please visit their site to learn more, knowing it's a sponsor I bring you to help you with services you need and to allow you to support me while availing of their services. I also want to thank Movi, a wonderful monitoring service that helps parents protect their children from predators and other internet invasions. My listeners have been extended a special 30-day trial period that's not available to the general public. Just click on the link in the show notes to learn more. And again, when you avail of their services, you support me and the podcast and ministry work I do. And as you look ahead to Christmas gifts for the little ones in your life, consider Leanne Mancini's beautiful children's book series called The Adventures of the Sea Kids. She developed this series to help teach children eight years and younger how to live the Christian life. When raising her own children, she realized children's books mostly retold the stories of the Bible without actually working to impact the children's character. You'll love this beautifully illustrated award-winning book series. The link to learn more is in the show notes. When you purchase any products through my links, you get the benefit of the goods and services offered, and you support me at the same time. I'm not a 501c3 organization, so donations are not tax-deductible. Instead, I try to bring you goods and services that you can enjoy that help me as well. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel, and it also helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. Be sure to follow me on Facebook at Faith to Live by TV, on Twitter at plchristian.com, and on LinkedIn at Pamela Christian. 
If you'd like to be one of my insiders, subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. I offer you your choice of a free gift in appreciation for your subscription. And lastly, please visit my page for this show at faithtoliveby.com. You can enjoy all the podcasts we've produced so far. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The very least we can do is live for Him. Thank you.